We have been engaged in a conversation about numbers regarding COVID. And what we have said is that there is a difference between those who have died of COVID and those who have died with COVID. But I will admit I've only been saying it that way more recently because of conversations that have come up. How we said it in the past, it's still accurate is that when we take away the comorbidities, we will find that far fewer people died because of COVID. We will find when we take a look at comorbidities, what actually has been going on and how COVID worked and how dangerous it was to certain groups, certain populations. Tony Katz, 93 WIBC, good morning. It's great to be with you. This came to a head just the other day here in Indiana when the Attorney General, Todd Rokita, said uh, in an interview that he doesn't believe the numbers. And people were shocked, and the Indiana Democrats grabbed their pearls, and, and the governor, Eric Holcomb, said he was he couldn't believe that Todd Rokita would say such a thing. Stunned, I believe, is the term uh, that he would use. Now, I think what... Governor Holcomb was trying to do was say that absolutely you can trust our dashboard. Our numbers are 100% accurate, which would have been a thing to say. But you didn't have to say it in a way that goes after the attorney general. The attorney general was accurate. And Governor Holcomb knows this because if he doesn't know it, one has to ask Who exactly does he have working for him and who exactly is giving him information? Now, you don't want to believe me? Let's walk through it, shall we? Let's go bit by bit and piece by piece. Governor Kathy Hochul of New York delivering her COVID-19 briefing saying, look, we're not in a good place. This is the winter surge we predicted. Okay. It's a respiratory virus. You get a surge uh, in the winter. Makes perfect sense. And starting today, New York is going to ask a very interesting question. What is that question, Tony? I'm so glad you asked. They will ask hospitals to report whether a patient is in the hospital for COVID-19 or if they tested positive for COVID-19 while being treated for another ailment. What has been happening is as follows. Someone will come in for a malady of, well, you're choosing, right? However it is you want to call it, pick the thing, that's fine. And then while they're in the hospital, they'll get tested. And the test will come back positive for COVID. They will get listed as somebody who has COVID. But they didn't come into the hospital for COVID. They didn't come to the hospital for COVID, but we now mark them as somebody who came to the hospital for COVID. That is not factual. That is irrational. That is a manipulation of the numbers. Thus, trusting the numbers is very difficult. And Todd Rokita is right, and Eric Holcomb owes the Attorney General an apology. So, by the way, do the Indiana Democrats, but... 
what do you, what are you going to get from those people? These are the people who hate Hoosier parents. I'll get to that story in a minute. There is no doubt, none, no doubt at all that the data that we have is absolutely positively deceptive. Now, somebody asked a very good question. If New York is now going to report this way, if New York is now going to say they're going to ask whether a patient is in the hospital for COVID-19 or if they tested positive for COVID-19 while being treated for another ailment, are they now reporting differently than 49 other states? So are they reporting differently than Indiana? And therefore, does Indiana now have to change how it reports? And does the dashboard, which I, I will admit, I have not been in the da- at the dashboard forever. Do me a favor, Allison. Everyone, you guys know Allison? She produces uh, this show. Uh, fine, fine, young woman. Uh, Allison, do me a favor. Go to the dashboard and see if you can find anywhere where I- if it shows a reporting of COVID uh, that is determined after somebody has come to a hospital. See if you can find that. See if you can find if the dashboard shows that people tested positive for COVID while being treated for another ailment. Because that would be interesting to know if the numbers are indeed accurate. Now, let me say for the record, you're not going to hear me screaming and yelling and calling people liars because of how they have the dashboard. But if you had been listening to this show and us, guys, for the past year and a half, you would know that the numbers are not complete. Do I believe that it is purposeful? No, I don't, because it would seem to me that the dashboard in the state of Indiana has to report what it is that the hospitals are providing. And if the hospitals aren't asking that question, well, then how could they provide the data? Well, maybe the state should have been asking for that question to be asked. Okay, you win. Now let the state tell us why they never asked for that data. Let's find out from hospital groups if they ever asked that question or if they ever cared. I'm talking about caring about asking the question, not whether or not they cared uh, about patients. That's not an argument I'm making. You see, if you want to talk about not caring, then we have to talk about school districts. It's school districts that don't care at all. Chicago Teachers Union scheduled a vote for today to ask members if they support refusing to work in person starting on Wednesday. There was a phone call, and according to Corey DeAngelis, 80% of members on that call said they didn't want to work in person under current conditions. Teachers don't want to go back to work where there's COVID, meaning this Omicron variant that doesn't kill. Even though it is clear and obvious that kids are safer in schools. The transmission is worse at home. You also have Canadians doing the same exact thing. Saying we're not going to to, uh, go back. But if you look at data, this from the NIH, a a review of 90 studies of school closures in the Journal of Global Global Health, 
which was put out by the NIH in the present study, we find overall that opening educational establishments may not predispose children and adolescents to a higher risk of SARS-CoV-2 infection compared to adults. On the contrary, children and adolescents were found to have more than twofold greater risk of infection in household and community settings than in schools. The school attendance may serve as a protective factor, which reduces children's chances of community contacts in a relatively isolated environment during school. Meaning, schools are safer. And anybody who doesn't want kids in schools is a dangerous fool. Oh, by the way, kids don't need masks either. They don't need masks. They'll stop a droplet. They won't stop the thing that is aerosolized. Come on, doctors. Come at me. It is, it is exhausting. And one of the reasons you're going to hear less and less COVID talk from me is it's exhausting having to explain the same thing over and over to these people who don't listen or don't give a good holy damn. Now, maybe that's my job. Maybe I got to keep that up. But we are better off with schools open. And right now, I'm seeing schools open. I'm amazed. I thought they were going to shut down. So three cheers for, for Indiana schools, as long as they stay open. But masks are unnecessary. The coercion from the, the governor's office on vaccines is wholly unacceptable. But most importantly, you owe the attorney general an apology. Todd Rokita deserves an apology from the governor's office, from the governor, and from the Indiana Democrats. The numbers can't be trusted. That's the problem. Oh, maybe we should ask the part two question. Why do people like the Indiana Democrats support numbers that we know are faulty? What do they get out of it?